Hi, friend. Summer is special on the Jesus Over Everything show, and I am especially excited about this summer where I am highlighting some of my favorite conversations that you may or may not have heard. Today, you're listening to our sister podcast, Ministry Strong, where I host conversations with my season one co-host, Dr. Joel Matamale, and other special guests discussing crucial topics relevant to the church. Mark your calendars for an exciting season two starting in September and enjoy Joe featuring Ministry Strong right now. How will you set your child up to become a lifelong learner? Look no further than Scribblers at Home, recipes from lifelong learners. This all new resource from Classical Conversations is designed to help families of children ages four to eight build strong learning habits early on. Through easy to follow activities, Scribblers at Home will help you create a family environment where you and your child love to play, create, and learn together. To explore this new resource, visit scribblersathome.com slash J-O-E. This is a big one. A big one, Joel. When I say Christian celebrity, what comes to your mind? I think of millions of followers or thousands of followers on social media. I think of the perfect life, kind of that picture perfect filter, perfect life. I think of immense influence and authority, speaking, traveling, going all over the place, writing books. I think of the life that many of us deep down in our hearts, actually want, that we would desire. Kind of put together articulate people, beautiful people. Yeah, I think of power, control, authority, influence, all those things when it comes to celebrityism. And nice stuff. I think, you ever notice that? Like, I feel like they just kind of have nice stuff. I'm a shoe person. It's going to come out eventually. (laughs) I love good shoes. (laughs) Yeah, you you do. do. Uh, And I pay attention. You know, I'm like, man, those, yeah, they got their fit check. Perfect. Yeah. I think all of those things, when you say that, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Check, check, beautiful people, shoes, all that. It makes me think, though, when you're talking, do people who are Christian celebrities know they're Christian celebrities? At least that's such a good question. <laughs> that is an excellent question. So here's what I think. I think there's a we live in a in a time, in a historical time where it's less likely that the Christian celebrity does not know. Right. That they're but, How can you not know? How can you not know? You know, like I yeah. think about like somebody like uh, J.I. Packer or C.S. Lewis or Tolkien, right? These brilliant authors that have written millions of books. Right. In their time period, I'm, I'm reading a, a biography on the Inklings right now. In their bio, in their time period, as they're meeting this little pub in London, they were prolific writers while they were still alive, and yet their personal awareness of their quote unquote celebrityism was a non factor in their daily lives. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think there's a lot of reasons: the lack of social media. Yeah. The lack of, I mean, even just uh, networked, televised communication that reaches to the masses. Um, Today, you know, like you have one video that goes viral on TikTok or (laughs) on Instagram. Right. You're getting dopamine hits by the second with the likes and the video replay. And so the likelihood of them not knowing that they have some element of celebrityism, I think is is unlikely. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking as you're talking. I'm also thinking about you're you're saying, okay, them. Would someone say Joel is a Christian celebrity? What makes you not one? Here's why I'm asking you this. (laughs) Yeah. And you can throw it back at me. Yeah. But I'm like, Joel has 25,000 followers on on social media, on Instagram. Joel's got great shoes. Yeah. 
Are you mad at me right now? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm pressing I'm, because but I've listen. got my receipts for all of my shoes. Okay. They're all bought retail. No, no, I'm, I'm not the busting Nike app. Listen, here, here's my deal, Joel. Everybody's got to buy shoes. Everybody's got to wear <laughs> shoes. And also, here's my thing. And don't get me on a rabbit trail. People spend money on what they want to spend money on, right? I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a weird thing to pick people. Now, you could argue if it's a pastor, you know, if you're wearing $1,000 shoes, where is my tithe money going? All that. We're not getting off on that rabbit trail right now. But here's what I want to say. Why is Joel not a Christian celebrity if Joel is speaking at big churches, Mm -hmm. got the glossy photos, got 25K on Instagram? Yeah. He's got a book deal. Why is he yeah. not a Christian celebrity? Yeah, I think that's really good. So when I think about celebrityism versus uh, even myself and and where God has placed me in the last eight years, I would say, I view what I have as something incredibly, honestly, I think it's more precious than celebrityism. I think it's influence. And the way that I think the Lord has created influence in my life is is something that is so fragile and it's a trust with a group of people. It doesn't have to be the masses, but it's a group of people that say, Hey, Joel is humble and serious about theological convictions. And so I want to keen in on that. Like I want to focus in on that where I think of celebrityism is this massive appeal. Like I think of like the Kardashians, you know, and I think there's a difference almost today because what we have is, the rise of Christian celebrityism that honestly rivals secular culture's view of celebrityism. You've got pastors in front row, you know, seats with NBA stars. So you've got them going to openings of Hollywood because they're besties with cultural uh, celebrities. And so I think there's there's almost this difference in terms of depth. Even though you could argue that those celebrities have influence as well, but I think the type of influence um, might be a little bit different in my context. All that to say, I think I'm running away from the title of of celebrity, (laughs) and a bunch of people could be like, "Hold up, I'm throwing up the red flag right now, Joel," because that just sounds like uh, like celebrityism that uh, you're just trying to package in a totally different way. And I'll be honest, that's probably a little bit true because I'm terrified, y'all. I am terrified (laughs) um, uh, of it because I think there's also there's a negative context, but at the same time, I think that. that it needs to be stewarded well. And I know we're going to a different direction, but uh, I'm trying not to let you pin me down <laughs> on <laughs> and this. And I'm going to throw it back on you okay. because Lisa Whittle is a multi-book <laughs> author speaking around the country, host of an incredible podcast, Joe, <laughs> yeah. uh, and now the host of this podcast, Ministry Strong. Yeah. And so is there levels of celebrityism? Yeah. What makes one a grade A celebrity versus a grade B celebrity? Yeah. And does that even matter? Because at the end of the day, you still have influence over people. I think that's fair. I mean, it's fair for you to say that because... And you've got an epic hat on, right? Is that a Drew hat? I think that's a Drew hat. It's not Drew. It's a knockoff Drew. (laughs) Joel, if you know me, you know that I I like things that look expensive that aren't expensive. What does that say about me? I don't know. It's totally fair you would ask me this. First of all, it's hard for me to look at myself as a big deal in any regard, because if you know anything about me, you know that I don't think anybody's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now, that's just my personality. I don't like hype. I don't get fangirl about anybody. Right. My kids say I'm unimpressible. (laughs) They literally do. They say, mom, you're totally unimpressible. I've actually talked to my counselor about this, by the way. (laughs) I wrote about this in Jesus Over Everything book, but it's true. So I'm not impressed by myself. I'm not impressed with anyone else. So for me, The optics of Christian celebrity, I can't fathom them because to me, I don't care. 
I don't think anybody's a big deal, including myself. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm in a situation where someone does think I'm a big deal for some reason, whatever. See, it's hard for me to even utter those words, but it's true. Like the reality mm-hmm. of it, like Lisa, be be realistic about it. I do realize that there are perks that have come with the authorship, the growing social media, the lots of downloads on a podcast. Sure. I'm also a realist. Like that's true. And so in this small little bubble, which we will call Christian celebrity. It is a very small bubble, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you outside of this bubble, there's there's nobody that knows the names that we know. Right. I'm going to tell you the, the the majority of the world doesn't know who Lisa Whittle is, doesn't know who Joel Mudamali is, doesn't know. There's a lot of people who don't even know who Beth Moore is. Right. And that's hard for us to fathom because we are, you know, she's our queen. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? So that's the reality of, if you think about the population of the world in which we live, but we are so fond of our little Christian bubble that we're stuck in this celebrity culture. Okay. I know we have to move on. I think someone that does a really good job of this. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm not a fangirl, but I love, I love Francis Chan. <laughs> well, and, who doesn't? Well, I don't know. Probably someone doesn't, but I'm just going to tell you, I think he's a person that does a great job of holding the tension of this. Yeah. You can disagree with me and that's fine. In fact, if you know my love language, it's it's like that someone pushes back on me. Yeah. But I think he does a great job of this, of like, he's Christian famous. Yeah. I'm sure he's got his things. I don't know him personally. So someone might be like, well, he's done this, this, and this. I'm sure someone could say. But I don't think he thinks he's a big deal. If you notice, he's not even on social media, mm-hmm. as far as I know. I mean, his team is, but he's not. I don't think he's let any of that go to his head. And I think it is in that regard. Let's throw that out here. I think it is the way in which we steward the platform that we've been given. Yeah. And here's so when I think of Francis Chan, you know, I think of the first couple words that come to my mind are humble lover of Jesus. Yeah. You know, like he exudes this passion for the word of God. I mean, we could talk for hours right now on all the Francis Chan stories, but I think one of the things, and, and maybe this is the question behind the question that I want us to get to Lisa Whittle is Francis Chan is the example. When does Francis Chan skyrocket in his ministry career that would then put him on the market to say, oh, he is quote unquote, a Christian celebrity. Wait, well, is, are we talking about that? When was I remember seeing Francis Chan on at Passion? I know that he yeah. had an incredible book that the, came out that did re- crazy really love. Well, crazy love. Did I think maybe that's where it was? It, it, it might I have been think crazy, crazy love. love. At least that's when I knew about it. He was a pastor of a large church, I think, in California. Yeah. Yep. That he eventually gave up. Yeah. You know, to become a missionary in overseas. Yes. Um, which he still is. Which he still is. Right? Wait, or is he back in California? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the but point is... But this is, is the li- like his life right. story mm-hmm. is this this meteoric rise to this... Almost today, it's like, it's rare almost to see Francis Chan at an event speaking or, you know, everybody's waiting for the next book to come out for him. And it's almost like there's this intentionality that he's had where... And I don't know him personally, but he's almost... It feels like he's pushed those things off a little bit. And yet, 
Yeah. Even without those, like, because I think part of it is like the Christian celeb, like, or just celebrities in, in nature, they need the next big thing to keep hype with the status of that celebrity. And here's an individual, yeah. like Francis Chan, that doesn't necessarily just have the very next big thing over and over. And yet there is the sense of influence and, um, and definitely we would still consider him a celebrity. So this brings me to my question. Is it even a bad thing? Okay, I'm glad. Is it, is it even a bad well, thing? Well, I'm glad we're talking about this. Well, I think it's a bad thing if you begin to believe your own press and believe the, your own hype to the point where you end up in a ditch. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in another show. There's been a lot of people that have ended up, up in a ditch. I think Christian celebrity is a problem. Here's why it's a problem, in my opinion. Okay. It's a problem because of what it does to the Christian celebrity. You begin to believe your own press. You begin to believe your own hype. It keeps you from accountability. Thus, you then, you can get in a mess. You can lose your church or you can lose your ministry. And your family, your family, loved yep. your loved ones. And boom, you're, the gifts that God has given you can be greatly compromised. Plus, you pull people down in a ditch with you. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. There's that. On the other side of things, if you are the one that is, the, the whole Christian celebrity culture is a problem for people on the outside who aren't the celebrity, but are worshiping the celebrity because one, that's idol, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. idol stuff, right? But also it creates this sort of shallow faith culture, which is a problem for us as believers in general, because then what's happening is we are looking at this hype stuff, right? We're looking at the shoes. We're looking at the glossy photos. We're looking at the dog and pony show of whatever the the ministry or the church optics or whatever. And we're thinking, oh, this is where it's at. When that is not at all what we know from scripture about the kingdom of God and, and where we're supposed to be. So I think it creates a problem both for the quote unquote celebrity and those who are creating the culture that creates the celebrity. Yeah, I think that's so good. So here's, I don't think I'm disagreeing with you, but I may position it a little bit differently or frame it differently. Don't know. I'm going to think this through out loud, live with all of us. So right. This is dangerous. I don't... It, it's all dangerous. Right? This whole, <laughs> this whole entire podcast is dangerous because I'm at least unhinged. Okay. I don't think that Christian celebrityism is actually wrong. I don't okay. think it's actually bad. Okay. And, and here's why I say that. All right. Tell me why. Because you're going to have to sell me. I know. I know. And I might not even be able to sell myself at the end of this. <laughs> but here's, here's my thought. My thought is that some form of celebrityism biblically, historically, culturally, sociologically, has been taking place since the dawn of man. Okay. Right? I don't, I don't now, disagree with here's that. here's the problem. The, the ultimate fame, celebrity, this, the biblical word is glory, by the way. If we're going to talk biblically about any of this, it's the thought of the glory. And glory was supposed to always be held and contained by God himself. Yeah. In Eden... God is given the responsibility to Adam and Eve to be vice regents and to reflect. They're to be reflectors, not absorbers. To reflect the glory of God into the world and in so doing, to spread the glory of God, not Adam and Eve's glory, but God's glory out into the world. And so the moment that Adam and Eve became absorbers, not reflectors of that glory Mm. and participate in that sin of idolatry, they then step in and they, they, I think that's where you get the very first inklings of 
of this celebrityism that takes place, and now it goes downhill from human history af- afterwards. Even the genealogy of like Genesis chapter ten with Nimrod and all this stuff that takes place. And so my my thought is that the celebrityism itself, if we go back to an Edenic ideal. Mm-hmm. That humanity are, ought to be reflectors and not absorbers of God's glory is actually a brilliant thing because then what people are seeing in our quote unquote celebrityism ought not to be ourselves, but ought to be a, a tracing back to the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the glory of God, all even what you just described, the giftings that God has, has given right. us, which right. we'll talk about in more detail later. But the problem I think is that while Christian, the, the topic, the general idea, I don't think is bad because I don't know that we'll ever be able to, to overcome it. Right. Or separate ourselves from it. Or separate ourselves from it. Okay. So Cliff's notes on that is what you're saying. This is what I think I'm hearing you say. You can have a platform. You can have social media followers. And if you're using that in a way that is bringing glory to God, and you are a Christian celebrity because you have the label because you happen to have the platform, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay and it should be stewarded well. Right. So I don't disagree with you at all. We're on the same page. We just came at it from two different so, ways. I think but, what is important in what you just said, though, is the public perception Yeah, is that that phrase celebrity yes, yes. is now automatically, the connotation is automatically negative. It is, absolutely. It's like evangelical. Do, do you think fairly or unfairly, though? Because I, to some degree, I think it's fairly negative. I do think it's fairly negative because in this culture, celebrity culture is very me-centric. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's fair, but I also wonder, like I just mentioned evangelical, the, the term evangelical. Do we give up on the word evangelical? Right. Do you, do, you def- do you refer to yourself as evangelical and myself as evangelical? At some point, are we just going to be like, man, the word Christian, like, exactly. I just cannot with people that call it. But Christian and so, celebrity are two different words. Come on, dude. I, I agree. So I'm just we saying here? we're getting to a point yeah. where unattended over a long period of time. I know. I get you. Right? It's like a logical exercise. Do we give up? Do we give up on it? And so with celebrity, I'd go, probably not. Like, I don't think we should give up on it and the redemptive aspects of it. And simultaneously, we absolutely should not overlook the immense danger with it. Maybe the biggest plot twist of this show for me right now is that we are here to redeem Christian celebrity culture. <laughs> Can you even... Joel has blown my mind that we. I'm willing to even go down this road with to you. To consider it. This willing is, to that's even right. entertain I'm willing the idea. to entertain the thought of redeeming Christian celebrity culture. Here's the thing, Joel. I will say this too. I think it's largely impossible. I'm going to say it's impossible. <laughs> that was that, <laughs> what was that? It was just funny. Largely impossible <laughs> to flat out impossible. Yeah. I, listen, if you live in my world, you live in you are constantly living in somewhat of an extremes because that's my personality. Really, when when you do write books and you do speak and you do exercise those gifts, which by the way. I'm completely passionate to do, have been called to do them and do them unapologetically. When you have been called to that, it is impossible to separate some notoriety from that by virtue of what you do. We're landing in the same spot here. Yeah. What I think both of us would agree on and, and have been saying here in the show is that it is the way in which we approach it. It is the way in which we steward it. And I believe that we as leaders uh, help 
others that either follow us in our congregation or on social media or whatever to approach this well, to have this be about someone other than us, someone with a big S, meaning Jesus, meaning the one who should be famous here. And not just say that in lip service, because that sounds great for a, a meme or a quote or a sketchy sermon, but because that is the truth of this matter, Joel. Yeah. That's why we start this. That's why we end this. That's why we write and speak and and do the show, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I think that's good. And my my last thought on this one is just, I think we need to also be aware with celebrityism that, that we are the cause of it, right? Like, yeah. take our hats off of being a celebrity or influencer. Just, just we as hum- humans are, um, we perpetuate it, we cause it, we help it to grow. And so a practice that I have personally is an, a reminder that there is no person who is beyond sin or incapable of letting us down. Mm. And so I think when the celebrityism goes wrong is when we elevate these people to this place of non-issue, non-sin, and then when they do fall, they do mess up, it absolutely terrorizes our our expectations of people, of celebrities in general. I, I make it a consistent reminder to myself and when I speak and teach at places that uh, if I quote Jonathan Edwards, I, I typically at some point weave in the the horrific reality that Edwards was a slave owner. Yeah. If I um, talk about Karl Barth, the brilliant systematic the- theologian, um, he had a living mistress. Let that blow your mind. And you can feel that in his systematics area of love, right? Um, and so I think it's an important reminder of the humanity and just the, the inability uh, to keep us centered on what we should be looking for and why we're looking for those things. That is so good. I think sometimes people need that compass and need that reality and uh, what a beautiful way to help people know, hey, this is a person that was greatly used by God, but also greatly flawed, which we all are. And one of the things that I do, I found this to be such an important practice for me. Uh, this is what I pray every time before I speak, but I also pray this just in general in my ministry. So if you're a ministry leader listening, this is a prayer that I've adopted myself very simply. I pray for three things. I pray for conviction, love, and joy. Conviction to tell the truth, love for the people, and joy for the call. And um, it's a simple prayer, but it's a prayer that I've taken with me in my ministry and my daily life. You've been listening to Jesus Over Everything with Lisa Whittle. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Feel called to write or speak? Want to publish a book? Check out my community at calledcreatives.com. Trainings, expert advice, hands-on coaching, masterminds, and I'll help you finally write and publish that book.